Welcome, welcome to Deborah's Institute. My name is Denise Rodriguez, and I am here as a minister of the Lord, and I do mental health counseling, live coaching, and one-on-one -on -one counseling. Today, I'm going to um, speak on church hurt. I'm going to be speaking with Pastor Maxine. Pastor Maxine was also one of my senior pastors and my mentor. So I'm glad to have her here with me today. Okay, so church hurt. So we know that we talked last month, if you were here, on trauma. And trauma is a sort of a hurt and pain that we don't identify with when we're in the church. We don't even speak about it. We don't know what this is. We don't recognize it. We don't share it with others. But we're going to break the enemy's silence over the church hurt today. Okay. So what is trauma? Trauma is something that is deeply distressed and an experience, an experience that causes you to feel uncomfortable, that causes you to feel pain. You might feel it in your spirit. You might feel it in your heart. You might feel it in your tummy. You might feel it physically, emotionally. That's what trauma is. It's an experience that causes a mark within us that we don't know what to do with it once we experience it. So we push it down, and it goes into our subconscious, and we try to avoid it and not let it come back. But that doesn't happen. You push it down, and it'll cause more hurt and pain, and you'll be easily affected in the next uh, offense. Okay? So... Hurt is also a cause of injury or damage. It could be emo emotional or mental. Have you ever had a season of wanting to give up on church because you've been hurt? I know I have. I'll give you an experience. When I was 15, so I grew up as a Catholic, and uh, at 15, I went to church with my aunt because I wanted to. She was always inviting me, so I had a lot of hurt and pain from the world, and I thought, well, I'm going to go to the church, and I'm going to get healed because that's what she said. So here I go at 15 years old. And yes, I, I what do I know at 15? <laughs> right? So I just believe what my elders say, right? Believe what my aunt says. So I go to church and I become saved at 15. And I, you know, when you first get saved, you're on fire for the Lord. He's your first love. You love the Lord. And so that was my experience. I went to the pastor. I said, I want to get baptized. I love the Lord, and I want to be baptized. Well, the pastor at that time gave me a list of things to do, and then I had to, uh, I got connected with the sister in the church, older than me, and she was going to mentor me and give me Bible studies every week after school. So that's what I did. I went to her house, and I got counseled, and I did Bible studies, and now I know what baptism is. I sure know I want to get baptized. So I go back to the church and to the pastor after church, and I'm like, I'm ready. I know what baptism is. I know who the Lord is. I'm ready. He gave me another list and said I wasn't ready. <laughs> so I'm like, how many times does this have to happen before I get baptized? I thought it was simple. I thought I just received the Lord, and I just get dunked in the water, and I'm a new person. You know, that's what I thought. And um, so, yeah, I was offended. I was like... This list is impossible, you know? How am I going to do all these things? What if I die tomorrow and then, you know, I don't get to go into the kingdom because I didn't get baptized? 
but I was 15. I didn't know any better. I was raised differently, right? So that's a season of when I wanted to leave the church and leave the people of the church because I was hurt. I was sad. I wanted guidance. I wanted, I wanted to enter the kingdom of, of God. Being hurt in the church or by a person does not mean that we give up on God, okay? Because people are people. People will hurt us. Hurt people hurt people. Like I said, I come from a mental health field. I see a lot of hurting people, a lot of hurting people. And I know hurt people hurt people if you don't deal with it. Which will you choose today? Will you choose to be a person that hurts others out of your pain? Will you be a person that holds on to your pain? Or will you be a person that wants to heal because of your hurt and pain? You have the choice to make. We are free beings. And we have the church to look to, but not rely and just trust on only the church people, right? We trust God, okay? And if those are, have hurt you, they are also hurting themselves without even realizing it. They think they're hurting you and they're going to be, maybe at that moment they feel, oh, I hurt that person because, you know, I didn't like that person because that person hurt me before. They think that, but we don't know. what Knowledge is power. And if we don't know, then we don't know that what we're doing is we're just causing multiple effects of hurt and offense to continue. The cycle goes on. Turning away from your pain and not dealing with it and not talking about it or not confronting a person if it's appropriate, then you're isolating that pain and you're isolating yourself from being loved and from loving others. So will you minister healing? Will you allow God to heal you and what has happened to you to minister to another person for healing? So we know that when we come, like I said, when I was at 15 and I went to church, I was trusting others. I was vulnerable. And by my vulnerability, I was able to love others and to receive love. So when you are vulnerable, you're able to love others and take a risk. You're taking a chance, right? And we do not expect for hurt to come upon us. But when it does, we still because we, we believe what the word says. We believe what I t- was uh, taught in Bible school. Love others, right? Love others, even when they hurt you. Love your enemy. But I'm not justifying the pain, and I'm not saying ignore the hurt and pain, ignore the offense. I'm saying love them, but also know your boundaries and learn to speak about your hurt and pain. Let love be your teacher. Ask the Lord, Lord, show me how to allow love to be my teacher. Show me what can I learn from this pain, how to address this pain, and what can I do um, for others so that they don't hurt others. 2 Corinthians 1.5, For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings in Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. Okay, so even though we receive hurt and pain and suffering, and we suffer like Christ did, 
He's going to show us and he's going to make us victorious through that pain. Healing. So again, I just spoke about how we experience, you know, church hurt and we want to be healed and we love in the church and we become a part of a family and a community. And sometimes those people um, are no longer part of our family or community if we've been hurt because we separate ourselves or we set those boundaries, right? And we ask God, we take that to the Lord and show, Lord, you know this person and you deal with this person. You help me to replace people that are going to be good for me and that are going to uplift me and help me. We don't just move away from a person that hurt us. You know, we try to bring reconciliation, but if that doesn't work, we trust the Lord that he's going to work that out. And he's going to also bring others to help you through that. And nobody can destroy what what God is doing for you. You know, no matter what a person has done or said, God's still working on you and God's still dealing with you and God's still going to bring you out of this. You know, you, you are a relationship in relationship with the Lord and God is going to work all things out for your good, no matter what. Right. So we want to know that God is not going to destroy me. Nobody can destroy me. And he wants you to be safe. And he wants you to be whole and healed. And if you're not in a safe place, analyze your environment. Analyze the people around you. That's where you'll get godly wisdom and discernment. We all have the Holy Spirit within us. Okay. So your pain is your pathway to peace. And this scripture, 1 Peter 5.10, And the God of all grace who called you, who called each and every one of us to his eternal glory in Christ, after we have suffered, after we have dealt with our pain a little while. See, it doesn't last forever. It's just a little while. (laughs) We don't even like to feel any pain, so we want to avoid that little while, but we have to walk through that process. We have to walk that out. He says, even after a little while we've suffered, He will restore us and make us strong and firm and steadfast. The Lord will restore. The Lord will restore you. In Isaiah 61, you I want to go back later and read the whole, the whole Isaiah 61, okay? But in 61:3, he talks about giving you beauty for your ashes. He wants to give you beauty for your ashes. And 61.4, he promises to rebuild you, to renew you, to strengthen you, to build you up. And when you are bringing your hurt and your pain back to him, he says he will put a new thing in your hand. But we cannot hold on to that hurt and pain because then our hands are not empty to receive from the Lord. Hurt and pain is something that we don't, want to avoid. We don't, I don't want you to feel like I'm not justifying hurt and pain here and saying, just get over it and, and love and let God heal you. No, I want you to know that we validate your hurt and pain and we are sorry that you have been hurt and I've been hurt, but we take our hurt and pain and we seek the Lord We get on our knees and we cry out to God because he's the only one that knows what happened to us and why. He knows, just like the Bible said in Psalm 139, for he knit me together in 
my mother's womb. He also knit that person that hurt me together in their mother's womb. So he knows that person better than I do. And when someone hurts you, understand, we don't know what they're going through. Again, I'm not justifying what they did and saying what they did was right. But hurt people hurt people. And we identify that I was once hurt and I am healed through the process. We have to learn to walk out the process and to identify what God wants me to learn and how I'm going to grow in him through this hurt and pain. We have some material from last month that gives um, more detailed uh, identifying feelings of what hurt and pain is. It can be a behavior you'll see through people, uh, through yourself. You um, might have a feeling, a symptom, and through those feelings, symptoms, behaviors, you'll, you'll know when something's uncomfortable and just does not feel right. We have that check in our spirit, the Holy Spirit, that tells us when something's not right or when someone says something to us and it doesn't feel good in here. Those are, those are the Holy Spirit telling us. So we want to take that feeling to the Lord and figure out what is it that that feeling is saying to me. So yeah, so now I want to welcome Pastor Maxine. I have to say, I could sit here and cry because I've seen Denise, her mother's back there. Hi, honey. <laughs> it has been a long time. I mean, we had a church. Well, let me just say a little bit about myself first, Ms. Pastor. And I want to thank you, and I honor every time I speak to God, about God and about his word, about his spirit. So thank you for inviting me. Uh, Pastor Yvonne and Denise. Um, Denise is the most amazing woman, I have to say. And in, in, uh, years of being in the church for 35 years. And uh, I'm going to share a little bit about her, just a little bit. Can I do that? Yes. yes. Because she's so amazing. But I do have to say, uh, but we did start out. Uh, I married my husband. We've been married 41 years. Thank you, Jesus. Just recently, our, we, uh, we celebrated our anniversary. And um, I started out at Cathedral of Faith and with Pastor Foreman. How many know Cathedral of Faith, Pastor Foreman? Well, he was an amazing man. For 15 years, he married Carlos and I. And then we went to Pastor Dick Burnell's church for over 20 years. And then we became senior pastors for 10 years in his uh, being a sister church to Pastor Dick and Robert and Pastor Carol and Denise. We all came together and we helped grow that church. But I do have to tell you, when Denise came in, she's a young Hispanic girl. She had two kids on her hip. She was broken, but when we called intercessory prayer, guess who was there at 7 in the morning was Denise. She... <laughs> He didn't care what she looked. She just says, I'm coming to prayer. And I couldn't, I, I was just amazed. She had three after that. So we kind of grew with her and her children. And I go, she amazes me. She gets up. We had prayer at seven. Remember what? We had prayer, Carol, what, at seven in the morning? She'd come with those kids and her sweats and she'd press in. And look what God has done. 
I am so proud of you, Denise, and I'm honored to be here because I've seen all the suffering and things that you went through through your life, and you have be five beautiful boys that they're not in jail, they're not on drugs, they're healthy, and they're living a good life with their mom. Amen? Amen. Well, before I start crying, I'm a crybaby. <laughs> I cry about everything, but... I want to talk about being in the church, my, the hurts that I went through and how God, how I overcame them through the Lord. And uh, I'll share a little bit, and I want to share about the book a little bit. Uh, the book is Signs of Abuse. And uh, they're in the back. They're for you. Pastor Juanita told me to give them to you. So pick one up. And uh, my, part of my testimony is in there. And uh, so I started my journey free from abuse relationships. And I needed to continue to find a church. And that's when I went to Pastor Foreman's church. I needed to go somewhere to build healthy relationships and establish discipline. So I joined the choir at a young age. Well, guess what? I mean, I'm from the streets. I'm from the drugs and everything, and God healed me and delivered me. And I looked at that choir. I thought they were angels. They sang like angels. So my first offense was Sister Fudge. And her name was Sister Fudge. And God put me right next to her. How many know that there are people that God, difficult people that God will put in your path to help you to grow. And so every time Tuesday night choir, she would come in. She'd say, Maxine, get over here. Maxine. She would just be mean. And I am like, what's wrong with that lady? She just doesn't like me. And um, so... I did it every Tuesday, and every Tuesday she would be mean. She was mean to me. So I am like, I used to have dreams, and I'm just being honest. I used to have dreams of beating her up because she would be so mean to me. And I said, Lord, how do I? She, I was offended every time I went on a Tuesday night for choir practice. And I said, Lord, you need to heal me, or you need to help me, because I'm ready to leave. But I remember... Crying out to God. How many cry out to God? We have to cry out to him. We walk by faith. I'm learning how to grow and mature in my walk with God. How many remember when you first came into church, how you had to grow? And how many times did you get offended? How many times did you get hurt? And I remember crying out to God and saying, Lord, you need to put that love walk in me. So when I see Sister Fudge... I am going to love her and look beyond her faults. And did you know, I remember the night I cried out to God. I was in prayer for a long time, just saying, Lord, let me love Sister Fudge. She's home with Jesus now, but I, we became best friends because I looked beyond her fault. I loved her, and I knew there was an area in her life she needed to develop. I never got to talk to her about this. But maybe when I get to heaven, I'll see her. We'll talk about it. <laughs> I want to talk about expectations. 
because I think that so many people turn away because they have high expectations on the pastor, on the leaders, and they get discouraged and they get disappointed. And this was my, I had high, when I see somebody, I'm going to read these to you. It says, no perfect person is in the church, number one. Number two, lower your expectations. Number three, don't put people on a pedestal. Number four, it doesn't matter how anointed they are. They're just people. God gives gifts to his people. But I learned the story and read the story. It's in Acts chapter 10. It's about Cornelius and Peter. And this is the first time that the Gentiles are going to know about the Holy Spirit. Peter's going to come. It's a beautiful story that God gave Peter a vision. He gave Cornelius a vision. Cornelius was so excited to hear about the Holy Spirit and to receive the Holy Spirit. And he was the first Gentile to receive the Holy Spirit. But when he came in, Cornelius invited his friends, his family, his relatives, everybody. The house was packed. And here comes Peter. And the, the Bible says, as Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter lifted him up, saying, stand up. I'm just a man. And that's where I got free. We're just people. God uses all of us, right? But And God's anointed everyone. Whether you're a woman that bakes and goes to the school, you're anointed to do those things. Some are called to be ministers. Some are called into the fivefold ministry. And I realized that I needed to lower my expectations on people that were so highly anointed because they got issues too. They've been hurt. They've been offended. They've had uh, trauma in their life. We all have, right? Yes. How many been offended? <laughs> we all have. The thing that I realized that I needed a mentor in my life too. I know I could cry out to God. But God brought me a, member, a mentor, V.V. Anderson. And she was a blessing in my life. I looked at her, and she just walked with so much love. She taught me and helped me through those hard times when I wanted to leave the church. And I did leave for a while. I thought, I can't do this. My friends out in the world are better than the friends at church. But let me tell you something. This is how the enemy works. He will bring division and strife among the brethren. If he could destroy you, through gossip, hurts, and bring division, that's what he does. That's why he comes and attack, attacks us so much. But we got to stay strong and we got to walk in what? In love. Because if we learn to walk in love, we will love them, we will forgive them, and we will move forward. I've been hurt so many times, and when I went back out there, I said, I can't do this anymore. I can't live like this. And I came to church one night. I ran to the altar. God healed me. And I said to myself, I will never let 
someone determine my destiny, my purpose. I will stay in the church whether the pastor leaves, whether the leaders leave. I am going to come to church. I am going to serve God until I get to heaven. That's how strong we have to be when we get hurt and disappointed and thinking, how could they do that to me? How could they say that? You know, and sometimes women tend to do that sometimes. They'll judge you. They'll look at you. They'll say, well, she was a good speaker. Well, she wasn't that good. You know, I mean, they just, they just size you up. But don't you want to be around women that will love you? that will cultivate you, that will make you a better woman. Yes. I mean, we nourish, we nourish our children. So we know how to gather ourselves for one another and love one another. Amen? The Bible says you'll know them by their fruits. What are the fruits? Love, peace, joy, gentleness, long-suffering. We have to love the pastor's not always going to be the perfect one. You know what I also learned as a young believer growing in the church? I learned how to know the word and the word make it truth for myself. So when I go to church, I'm hearing the word and the word's coming of faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word. And I had to receive the word so when people hurt me or people di I got disappointed I was going to say okay I'm going to go back to the word I got to go back to the fruits of the spirit you have to grow and mature in the things of God and you know what does the Bible say in James 1 and 2 it says my brother encountered all joy when you fall into various trials Knowing that your testing of your faith produces patience, but let your patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. So we are going to go through trials. We are going to go through perseverance. And I think for me, one of them was having the church and having to let it go. My heart and my husband's heart were so broken because we loved the people and we did the best we could. Did it take time to forgive? Absolutely. It takes time to forgive and let go. But Denise, you did some amazing teaching there. God, why didn't I have that? <laughs> why didn't I have you then? No. I'm just saying it hurts. Senior pastors, they go through a lot. The enemy attacks them and wants to destroy them and their marriage. But God loves you so much that he's like, he'll bring people your way and carry you and lift you up and say, you're going to be okay. And I'll never forget, it might, my friend Lydia's with me today. She's been my friend since I, we were young. We went through so much, but when I hurt, I just said, I'm just going to cry and ask God to give me strength every day. You know what I did? I went to church, paid my tithe, did everything I'm supposed to do. I would sit at night, cry almost every night for a while until I felt God healing me. 
And he says, you need to let go and forgive. It just takes time. But don't ever, ever give up. You know, the enemy tries to knock you down, but don't let him knock you out. Yeah, amen. <laughs> amen. And then I went through the cancer, and I had cancer, and then I had a pacemaker. Can you believe that? I said, what's happening to me, Lord? <laughs> and I was in the ambulance, and I was like, am I going to go home to Jesus right now? And, you know, the Holy Spirit just comforted me. And what I'm saying is that you just got to keep pressing in. And he's the healer. He's the healer of your body. He's the healer of your mind, your spirit, everything. If you just ask him, ask him for wisdom. The Bible says in James to ask. He'll give you wisdom every day because he loves you. He carries you. And one time I was in my room. I'm going to share this. I, wasn't, I didn't know if I was going to share it or not, but I am. I was in my room and I was crying. How many have felt so much pain sometimes in your heart? You just feel so alone and you feel like you're the only one that's going through it. And I remember crying out to God. Stayed there two hours because I had lost a, a little girl on birth. Went full term. And there are so many different things in my life that I went through. But I remember two angels in my room picking me up from my feet and from my hand and washing me spiritually in the water. It was a spiritual thing I saw like a vision. And God was healing everything. He is the healer of every hurt, every disappointment. And he has a plan for every one of you because you're called and anointed of God. Robert, you want to come up? And you know that this is what I also grabbed at the end. I didn't bring my glasses up, so I'm sorry if I can't read this. I'm like, Lord. You know, you get older, things start falling apart a little bit. Or you get up and you start aching somewhere. <laughs> Anyways, the Bible says in John 14, 25. I'll let him start. Don't you love Robert? Isn't he so anointed and blessed? And uh, the songs you sang, Robert. God is so good. I just want to say to you, Pastor, and your husband, You've been through so much. But I'm, I'm going to say God has such a plan in you and his life because you stood. You stood your ground. And God's going to have blessings, more blessings. You've been blessed, but there's more coming because you stood your ground. You stood and you fought the good fight of faith and you didn't let up and you didn't let go, even though there were times... You wanted to. There were times you said, Lord, I'm so tired. But God says, I'm with you. It's like he held your hand, carrying you. Did you ever feel him carrying you through the Holy Spirit? He says here, but I am the comforter, the counselor, the helper, 
the intercessor, the advocate, the strengthener, the standby, the Holy Spirit, who the Father will send in my name, in my place, to represent me and act on my behalf. He will teach you all things. He didn't say some things. He said all things. And he will cause you to recall, will remind you of bringing to your remembrance everything he has told you. That's what the Holy Spirit is to us. That's why when we accept Christ in our heart, he guides us. He strengthens us. He intercedes for you all the time. Is that an amazing God we serve? You know what I think is so amazing too? Is that we pray in tongues. We pray in his language. I think that's so amazing. God is so good. So I want to say to you, I had other notes here. Stay strong. When you get hurt, Go to your mentor. Well, first go to the Lord. But if you have a mentor, go to them. And Denise calls me still today. To Pastor Maxine, this happened. I go, what? Wait, wait. Let's just, let's just hold on. But we need to talk about it. In love, not gossiping to everyone. And holding them up in prayer. And being with them. Amen. I want, Robert, I want you to uh, sing that song, that first song, or the song you said. This, this with the, you know, with the pandemic going on, I really feel there's a move of the Spirit coming back. It's here, but because of the pandemic and all the, the turmoil and the world today, the way it is, he's bringing back fire and God is going to start moving in the churches like never before. I really believe that. How many believe that and know that in your spirit? You're like, these, these chairs are going to be filled because people are going to come because they're hungry for the spirit of God to be set free, uh, to be healed from their hurts. And uh, so anyways, let's stand. Praise God. I think we're supposed to stand, right? Denise, do I give this? But I want Robert to... I'm going to pray over you. Is that okay? Yes. Go ahead, Robert. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Some have been really, really hurt deep. But God says, I'm coming, and I've been with you, and I have loved you through every, every hurt that you've been through. And I have been there when times have gotten really, really hard for you. For There's people in here, it's just been really painful at times. And you think, how could this happen, Lord? But God says, he is with you. He loves you to the end. You're his daughter he, uh, and son. He's your daddy. If you didn't have a father when you were growing up like me, he became your daddy and father and everything to you. Amen? Amen. And if you're not married and you want to get married, well, he could be your husband to you too. 
He can love you no matter what. He loves you. He's everything to you.